Hello. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Wolf Den Live, episode 234, the one where we reveal just how many poison ivy rashes I have. Where did you go? My backyard. You have poison ivy in your backyard? Apparently, poison ivy just started growing in my backyard. What is your and problem? Of, and of course, um, that's where that's right where we decided to put the little solar lights that we bought to illuminate the backyard. Um, and I did it. And I got poison ivy all over me. This is why. This is why I need. I need concrete. I need to be surrounded <laughs> yeah. by concrete. It's, it's just get me out of nature. It was nice because when I had to go find the poison ivy to kill it, I had to destroy the entire bush to find it. And mm. I'm so happy I did because I hate wildlife <laughs> and like nature in my house and outside my house. Um. So it's like one, two, three, four, five. Oh my good six, lord! Seven, eight spots. Just don't Maybe touch nine? it. Just don't touch it. <laughs> oh, sorry. Ten, because I got it in my eye, too. You, that's probably really bad. It's it, That's actually not as bad as the rest of it. it but I have to be on pills because I can't use a cream on my eye. I know with mosquito bites, if I get a mosquito bite and I just don't touch it, it goes away within hours. No, I, I, poison ivy is different. Uh, you don't show signs of it for 24 hours, and it goes away in two to three weeks. That sucks. This yeah. is why you shouldn't ever go outside. <laughs> yes, exactly. Stay home. Anyway, hi, everybody. Hello, Michael Bra. Hello, Sarah Anderson. Hello, Gecko-san. Hello, Dante Mira. Hello, Sports City. Hello, everybody. Hello, anyone and everyone who is here. Special tonight. hello to, again, Sarah Anderson for being a member here on YouTube.com slash Wolfton. Uh, we got a lot going on today. We do, and none of it is about the Madden 21 franchise BS, because I didn't care about that. What is that? Apparently, they didn't add enough features to differentiate it from last oh, year. Get out of here. They, yeah. that, that's their thing. They did the same thing with FIFA. Anyway, I know. Uh, yeah. so the title of this is Nintendo Answers Some Questions. That's because Nintendo did the uh, n they did their general... Their year, their their annual general shareholders meeting. Mm -hmm. Usually, whenever they do that, uh, websites rip it to shreds and make different articles about the different things that they say. What we're gonna do is we're gonna read through the whole thing. But before we do that, will the month of June is ended? Has ended. <laughs> <laughs> the month of July is starting, and that means. If you are subscribed to PlayStation Plus or Xbox Live Gold, it's time for you to get some free games with your membership. What? Yeah. So, of course, every month as a public service announcement, we like to tell you all the free games that you get if you are a member of PlayStation Plus or Xbox Live Gold. Technically, they're not free. They're included with your membership fee, but whatever. It's it's a game that you, don't, you only pay. You get four games for the price of one, basically. Less than that. Uh -huh. It's a good deal. Shut up. No, you're an asshole. <laughs> Anyway, over on the PlayStation 4 side of things, and these games will be avail available um, Tuesday, July 7th, you get NBA 2K20 and Rise of the Tomb Raider 20-year 20, 20 celebration. Okay. okay. But not only that, because apparently this is... Um, the 10th year of PlayStation Plus. Oh, God. So because it's the 10th uh, the tenth anniversary How of PlayStation Plus. How old are we? We are old. We are internet granddads at this point. 
but because it's the 10th anniversary of PlayStation Plus, they are throwing in a third free game, uh, Erica. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> what a treat! Yeah. Um, I, I don't know this game at all. Hold so, on, I gotta mute the site. So, Erica and I. Erica is one of its. Um, there's there's apparently like this like underground of full motion video video games making a comeback. Uh-huh. I, I have I have one on the Switch called The Collective. It's about a woman who works for like a the British equivalent of the CDC who has to like you know take down a virus and it's all these like you know it's basically like Mass Effect tree, uh, dialogue trees you have to deal with. That's the whole game. Um, very topical. I did not expect to that to be topical when I bought it. Um, but Erica seems to be a sub of the similar vein. It's basically a movie that you play. Um, you become Erica, a brave young lady plagued with nightmares of your father's murder. When did this come out? I don't know. I'm, I'm remembering it slowly. Uh, Erica Game PS4. 2019. Oh, August. August yeah. 2019. Okay. So it's not a new game. It's not... It's not that it's it's newer than the other games. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Well, uh, NBA 2K20. Well, that came that, out last year. I think yeah. NBA 2K20 is a pretty big deal. I mean, we're getting NBA know, yeah. 2K21 soon, aren't we? Yeah, it is a big deal. Uh, it's always curious when they put the sports games on, on there because you know they're going to be out of date real soon. Oh, it just says initial release date 2020. Yeah, for the for the new one. But yeah, there should be a window. Doesn't it release around the same time every time? Uh Usually, it's like around the start of the season. Although, who knows when that's going to be this year? Fall 2020, it says. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that's uh, that's pretty cool. You get a yeah. full NBA game, but and uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider is probably one of the best games of this generation. Um, this version, uh, it was it came out first on the Xbox One. That's part of the reason why I bought an Xbox One, and then it came out the next year on PlayStation Four and. PlayStation 4 got the 20th, 20th anniversary celebration package, which adds like uh, like a, a tomb or something. I to forgot it. to mute the alerts. Oh. Uh, was it, This was the first of the reboots. Second. Okay. I only played the first one. What was the first one? Tomb Raider. That was on ah. 360 and PS3. And then they, they ported it to right. Xbox One and PS4. Then um, there so was I Rise of the Tomb this. Raider and Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Still haven't played Shadow, but Rise is excellent and i highly highly recommend everybody play it if they haven't already well it's free yes you have no excuse so get at it uh okay let's go to xbox oh boy i got some got some good ones over here uh that sounds like a no uh yeah not not great um so for the xbox one for the entire month of july so actually it's available now (gasps) uh WRC8 FIA World Rally Championship. Love it. You get get all that? I I wrote it all down. All right. And then uh, Dunk Lords (laughs) from July 16th to August 15th. That's a name. Uh, Yeah. It is a two-on-two basketball beat-em-up. Beat-em-up. Okay. So the two-on-two, that's NBA Jam. Yeah. But beat yeah, no, NBA James two on two. But then beat him up. Yeah. What are we doing here? That's interesting. This this rally game looks pretty cool. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure it's N- fine. Name needs game. some work. They need to take some notes from Dunk Lords. Yeah. 
And then over on the Xbox 360, which of course is playable on your Xbox One through backwards compatibility, from July 1st to the 15th, so again, starting now, Saints Row 2, which is a lot of people's favorite Saints Row game. It looks a little rough. Yes. <laughs> um, and then Juju from July 16th to the 31st. Dunk Lords looks pretty cool. Yeah? Yeah. I kind of want to try that. It looks pretty cool. I, yeah, freaking Saints Row looks rough. <laughs> yeah, well, Saints Row, I believe, wasn't Saints Row Two was like not an early 360 game, but it was like towards the beginning. And they also it's a it's a parody. Well, Saints Row Two was back when they were still kind of serious. Oh, this was around good. the time when like you know Grand Theft Auto Four came out, and they were going like super serious. Like this is the story of an immigrant who's like mm-hmm. becoming a criminal, and he's like dealing with all the trauma and stuff. And Saints Row Two was like still kind of like a lighter gangland type story, but you know, they still, you could still drive around in a, in a poop truck spraying poo at people. Like Ju- it wasn't full on wacky yet. Juju looks, looks all right. Yeah. A uh, dunk Lords. I'm, I'm actually interested. In that. <laughs> but uh, overall, it was a rough, rough month. Yeah, it's, it's a weak <laughs> month for Xbox. PlayStation, I mean, you got uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider, but otherwise... That's the big one. Uh, I'm sure Erica is only like two hours, because they probably mm-hmm. didn't film that much <laughs> yeah. for it. Um, so you could probably blast through that, no problem. Um, and look, NBA 2K, like those are big games. Well, uh, I don't know when I'll try Dunk Lords, but I'm willing to give that a shot. If, yeah. if you're interested in any of these games... And you have PlayStation Plus or Xbox Live Gold. You get some free games. Yeah. This is why we do it every month. Mm-hmm. Uh, Unless you're Gecko San in the chat saying, we don't care for Xbox. We are Nintendo fans. Look, man. Did I ban you? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I banned you. Look, man. People were saying some dumb stuff earlier. People have multiple systems. And if you do, you should know about this stuff. Because you're Nintendo fans, you're probably playing the Switch a lot more. So this is a good reason for you to play your other systems. So you know what? When Nintendo has free games, we're just not going to talk about them then. Yeah. How about that? We're equal opportunity gamers Well, of course, every time we talk about the free games on Nintendo Switch that you get with Switch Online, it's always downvoted and be like, ah, bring back the virtual console. Also, they're usually not good anymore. (laughs) That too. There was a shareholders meeting. Yes, in the, the top story. Yes, uh, there was a shareholder. They do this every year. I think they do this like quarterly, but this, there's an annual one. Uh, whenever they do this, they make articles about it, and they they th- there's never a cohesive article talking about everything that they said. In these shareholder meetings, they're asked questions by the shareholders, and a lot of the questions are questions that you would probably want to ask them, and a lot of the questions are very stupid. But uh, we have a couple of articles. Talking about the notable questions, but we also have a pretty good translation from Robert Stephenson from uh, Nintendo Enthusiast, I believe. Uh, it doesn't say, uh, but anyway, he put it all on his Twitter. So the following thread is a general translation and inter- interpretation of the 80th General Shareholders Meeting Q&A from Nintendo. Special thanks to Nintendo Dan for bringing this to my attention. Please follow for regular updates. And I did. Uh, Nintendo President Furukawa apologizes for the lack of Nintendo Switch stock 
in recent months. That means the like what they like like the amount of switches. Yeah. <laughs> not the not the actual not the stock, stocks. Not the stock, yeah. Uh, even though these are shareholders he's talking to. Uh, Ever since the launch of Animal Crossing New Horizons, the global supply has been difficult to maintain. When there is high demand, increasing production may take some time to resolve. Understandable. Yes. He continues saying that Nintendo is taking the Nintendo Switch stock issue very seriously and have uh, already ramped up production, but say they don't have an immediate uh, response uh, beyond future studies of the market and demand forecasts. Uh, I think uh, it's safe to say that they're going to make more switches. Yeah. Furukawa adds... No, did I read that? No, I didn't. Furukawa adds yeah. that production sales and development operations have been affected by COVID-19. Production of units temporarily ceased in February due to its effect on Chinese factories but recovered shortly in March. Business operations should stabilize throughout the summer. Did I have an article on that? Uh, you look at the articles and stop me. If the, oh, yes. There is did. There is an article on that. Uh, the Nintendo Life one? Yeah, man. All right. Hold on. Nintendo provides an update on potential uh, game delays due to COVID-19. Uh, do, 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 do. The coronavirus pandemic has had a pretty significant impact on Nintendo's ability to produce and distribute Switch games. The company first admitted that production has been affected way back in January. And after months of supply issues, it was only earlier this week that we first heard about the situation returning to normal. Now Nintendo has provided an update on where things stand regarding game development. The news comes from Nintendo's 80th general shareholders meeting Q&A. Which was which has been translated and interpreted by Nintendo Life contributor Rob Shepazan. Shepazan. Sepazan. Sepazan. I got that first time. Direct and senior senior managing executive officer Shinya Takahashi says Nintendo has faced development delays due to COVID nineteen, but it will not affect upcoming releases in the future. If the pandemic continues, there could be delays in future development and releases. As you can see, upcoming games have not been impacted, so there is no need to worry over titles like Paper Mario, The Origami King, which arrives on the Switch next month. But we could start to see delays further down the line if the virus continues to spread. Uh, so we pretty much had an idea that they were having delays because of COVID. Uh, we knew that the, the, the Switches themselves were delayed because they already said that, but we yeah. kind of had an idea that the games were... I think they said that games were delayed, but now they're just doubling down on that. Um, yeah. It's also probably why we haven't been getting much Nintendo Directs, which is another thing that they talk about here. Uh, where are we? Procurement of parts necessary for, produc for production was briefly an issue in May, but is currently recovering. Depending on the work, some Nintendo employees may need to return to working at the office, but they are researching the best and flexible approaches, including rotating staff. So they're trying to figure out how they could start working again. Yeah. Uh, I think Japan, I know that I heard that like a few weeks ago, Tokyo was down to zero cases. That's crazy. Or they were down to like one or two cases. Yeah. So uh, they have their stuff together. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if they bounced back or anything since then, but it sounds like they're doing pretty good. Yeah. Uh, 
Director Takahashi goes on to say that Jump Rope Challenge was created by Nintendo developers during remote work. Over 590 million jumps have been recorded by the time of the Q&A. So as of like yesterday. Yeah. Uh, President Furukawa says that after the cancellation of E3, there are no plans for large industry events for the time being. And Nintendo doesn't plan to make its own large events. They will work to bring announcements and news in other ways for the time being. We have an article. Okay. Uh, I think it goes after your the next tweet. All right. So read the article. Yeah. All right. Fine. Nintendo says it still believes directs are effective, but it could adapt them in the future. Uh, Nintendo president Shintaro Furukawa has said the firm still believes its Nintendo Direct presentations are an effective means of communication, despite skipping only its second June event in seven years. Since 2013, Nintendo has streamed regular Nintendo Direct presentations to update consumers on its product plans. However, complications around remote working have contributed to the company deciding to push back its schedule in 2020. Nintendo did not hold a June Nintendo Direct this year, and there hasn't been a full Direct broadcast since September 2019, with the platform holder instead deciding to air smaller streams mostly focused on individual titles such as Animal Crossing and Smash Brothers. Speaking in a new Japanese shareholder Q&A translated by VGC, Nintendo President Furukawa reiterated the firm's commitment to the direct model. However, he said Nintendo would adapt its communication methods if better methods become available in the future. We feel Nintendo Directs are an incredibly, incredibly effective way to present information directly to our consumers in a very straightforward way, directly to you. <laughs> Inversely, times change, and so does the most effective way to promote products. So there is a chance that a new, better way to present this information comes about. So, so we always like to examine all the possible ways to communicate this information to customers. President confirmed that due to coronavirus, Nintendo has no immediate plans to hold its own physical events, such as one VGC understands was planned for Mario's 35th anniversary. In normal years, damn. We would, in normal years, we would show off the games presented at E3 to our shareholders. However, due to, due to the coronavirus, E3 as well as other large game events have been canceled for the time being. So we have no plans to hold any events of that nature as well. Instead, we are trying to be flexible and thinking of new ways to present information about our products. So please stay tuned. Recently, we have announced a new fighter for Super Smash Brothers, as well as a new Pokemon themed game from the Pokemon company. The 35th anniversary reveal was originally due to take place as a physical event at E3 in June. VGC was told this is Video Games Chronicle. Mm -hmm. uh, but Nintendo is now reviewing its plans in light of the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic. Damn! <laughs> that means we would have gotten some cool Mario stuff going on this year. Especially yeah. if I would have gone... To Last year I went to E3 because I wanted to play Mario Maker. And it wasn't even there. Mm -hmm. This year would have been awesome because the whole freaking thing would have been Marioed out. Would have been my year. But, I mean, here's the thing. These games are still going to happen. If there's Mario yeah. games coming out, they're still going to happen. It's just going to take a little longer. So, I guess that's just what we got to deal with. Uh, the article mentioned that uh, we haven't had a Nintendo Direct since September of 2019. Yeah. We haven't had a, a traditional Nintendo Direct, I think was how they said it. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm pulling up the, the all favorite list of Nintendo Directs. 
That was September 4th, 2019. Nintendo Switch games with a focus on Luigi's Mansion 3 and Pokemon Sword and Shield. And that had a bunch of games. Uh, then there was uh, Pokemon Direct in January. Uh, there was a Nintendo Direct in February. That was a- an actual Direct. However, it was only about Animal Crossing New Horizons. Right. So it was basically an Animal Crossing Direct. There was a Direct Mini in March, on March 26th. Nintendo Switch games releasing in 2020. I remember that one. And that was it. So there wasn't like a big Nintendo Direct. Uh, but we're getting these little things. In that article, they mentioned that uh, they might shy away from doing actual directs. They might call it something else. They might uh, just release trailers on uh, Twitter like they yeah. did with freaking uh, the Paper Mario. They just like, here it is. Well, I mean, they, they have a tendency to just like put out a tweet with like some pretty big information like out of nowhere at like 7 o'clock on a Wednesday night. So... I could see them doing something like that too. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like that's their thing now. Like that that's what they do instead of having like a big production. I guess it's less work. But uh that's not good for games that need to be highlighted, like indie yeah. games or something like like Fogs. Like I wouldn't have known about that if it wasn't in yeah. Nintendo Direct. So uh that kind of sucks for for games like that. Uh, I want to also point out uh Nintendo Japan's uh Instagram account they uh they've been doing this thing that's really annoying uh they post like these types of like pictures uh these like these like n- nice looking uh like nicely designed like pictures like this one that that's the master sword and it says 7 july so i'm like all right what's happening on july 7th that's not what it is it's just a calendar. They're just every the first of every month they do like a like a like a thing. They do like a like a yeah. designed calendar. Like the last month was Yoshi, the month before that was Splatoon. But it looks like they're announcing something. It's annoying. I don't I don't appreciate it. Anyway, so where what were we talking about? Uh we just read Yeah. Uh, here we go. Furukawa believes that mobile games are an effective way to bring Nintendo's IPs to new consumers and allows more Nintendo account signups, but mobile gaming doesn't represent a significant part of its business, while the Switch can play a wide variety of Nintendo games. He continues, saying that over the course of the past five years, Nintendo's relationship with DNA has deepened and the goals of connecting with a wider audience has gradually been realized. Interesting, because we just heard that they weren't going to do much yeah, with mobile so games. This sounds like that the mobile games, while maybe not you know the blockbusters everyone thought they would be, you know, were working. Like people were buying them, downloading them, playing them, and enjoying them. Meanwhile, last week we got the exact opposite of that. I think what this is is. Furukawa, hearing that everybody knows that they're not happy with the Nintendo mobile games Mm -hmm. or as happy as they would like to be. And he's walking it back a little bit because DNA is like, oh no, are we in trouble? Because that's their mobile game development. Like, that's the studio that they bought 
for mobile game development mm-hmm. or partnered with or whatever they did. Um, so they're probably like, we're useless if, if Nintendo doesn't want to do mobile games anymore. So, so he's saying like, no, we're still going to keep trying it. Uh, notice how he didn't say like, it's doing really well. All he's saying is it's, yeah. it's bringing new in new consumers and it's getting new signups, but that it doesn't really mean that it's doing a lot and it doesn't mean it's worth all of the money that they're dumping into it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's, they're gonna they're gonna keep trying some stuff. It's it's. I just think that they're probably not gonna do too much with mobile games like they did in the past. Yeah, but they do need to change it a little bit. They need to take more uh, tips from the Pokemon company. Yeah, because they're nailing it. Uh, Miyamoto says development of Super Nintendo World is progressing smoothly. While the spread of COVID-19, here we go again, causes slow development, equipment was able to be developed more carefully. Universal Studios Japan will decide on how to best open the park in consideration of patron safety. I heard that they, that was supposed to be open now, I think. Yeah, but I mean, like everything, Disneyland was supposed to reopen again, but that got delayed too. I think all theme parks are just trying to figure out how to like open up. Well, I mean, like, well, Nintendo also, World was supposed to be done yeah. and, like, open now. Well, yeah, I'm sure it was supposed to be done, too, but everything yeah. had to be stopped, yeah. I think uh, I think I heard that they're going to open next year. Okay. For the Nintendo World, specifically. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know about friggin' the park itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, we keep seeing, like, aerial shots of what it looks like, and it looks really cool. Yeah. It's Nintendo World, Super Nintendo World at Universal Studios in Japan. So and hopefully it does well enough that they bring it over here to it, either Hollywood or Orlando. It will definitely do well. Oh yeah. I just don't know if it'll be able to prove to Universal that it will do well in America. I think it, I think will. it will. I just don't know yeah. if they can prove it. Well, I think the problem is because coronavirus screwed everything up, it'll probably still do well relatively. But it might not have done as well as it could have had coronavirus not happened. True. So, you know, Universal Japan could see the numbers and say, hey, you know, this is doing very well considering everything. But Universal America could be like, but not well enough, even though there was a whole pandemic. Yeah, it might have uh, stunted its growth a little bit. I mean, all the hype was around. I mean, the hype's still there, but... um... Yeah, the, the the virus definitely put a damper on things. It, yeah. it probably could have had a really explosive launch. Uh, President Furukawa apologizes for the inconvenience. This is the whole reason. This is the this is the top. This is the this is the big one. This is the big one. Yeah. President Furukawa apologizes for the inconvenience caused by Joy-Con issues, but says that all right, we're gonna read the article. All right. Uh, f- this is from Nintendo Life. You've probably heard of Joy-Con drift by now, right? This hardware issue causes the controller's analog stick to register movement when it is not being touched, and we've seen plenty of Switch owners complain about the strange phenomenon happening to them over the past few years. Not everyone has come up against the problem with their Joy-Con, of course, but our guy detailing how to fix the issue at home has become one of our most popular, which is a pretty telling sign that something isn't right. Excuse me. Today, in a Japanese Q&A meeting, Nintendo President Shintaro Furukawa has actually apologized for the inconvenience caused by Joy-Con drift. He refrained from making any further comments, citing the ongoing class action lawsuit taking place in the United States. The case in question was first filed back in July 2019. The lawsuit alleges the Joy- 
the joysticks on the Joy-Con controllers are defective, leading to users experiencing drift issues. A few months later, following its launch, the Nintendo Switch Lite was also added to the lawsuit as the users reported it, uh, as user reports of drift with the new console also started to emerge. The last time we heard about the case was in May 2020 when the claim was being sent to arbitration. So that's pretty damning that the yeah. <laughs> that the light is also part of the lawsuit. I mean, it's the same freaking thumbs. It's the same thing, and I think what makes it worse is that you can't swap out the controller like you can. Yeah, on a, you just buy new Joy Cons. But but worse. they had all of the time in the world to yeah. fix the friggin' to fix it for the the uh, Switch Lite. Yeah. So basically president Furukawa apologizes for the inconvenience caused by joy-con issues but says that due to an oncoming class action lawsuit in the united states he will refrain for from making any comment on any specifics uh that's us americans yeah suing over everything but i mean uh well it's, yeah it's he, warranted. he can't legally he can't say anything about it right. because of the lawsuit um because that can be used as evidence against them but i mean it at they're i mean they've acknowledged the problem before but yeah. they haven't really acknowledged how widespread it is. Yeah. And now he's over here apologizing for mm -hmm. for for it. Um so they, they they're admitting at least a little bit of defeat here. But they never talk about a solution. That the only uh solution they have is that you can get yours repaired for free, which is yeah. great. I think that's great. Yeah, I think that and they handle it very well. They give it back to you in a relatively quick amount of time. So I remember th this is very similar to the uh, Red Ring of Death, except mm -hmm. that just killed your whole freaking system. Yeah. Uh, but it seems to be almost as widespread. Uh, and and it, it's, it's a problem that deteriorates over time, too. So in the future, pretty much everybody's probably going to suffer from Joy-Con drift yeah. eventually. Uh, years from, from now, maybe. Uh, I remember when the Red Ring of Death was a thing on Xbox 360s, my friend worked at the UPS store. Mm-hmm. And he said every other box is an Xbox being sent back to Microsoft to fix. Yeah. But Microsoft only fixed it with, they had a warranty, didn't they? They had a warranty and it was a very small window. Yeah. But once the Red Ring of Death became so widespread, they extended that window to by like three years. They kind, they minimized the amount of uh, consoles affected by the Red Ring of Death. They did at first, but then it became such a such an obvious problem that they couldn't like hide behind it they, hide it anymore they minimized it at first yeah and then they said it was about 50 percent. I, I remember 52 for some reason yeah uh, no it was it was high and the, and the number kept growing especially yeah at, by know, the end the of the life cycle it was over 90 percent. yeah uh but they again they didn't really talk about it and they still had a capped uh uh warranty so yeah. by the end of the life cycle if you got a launch xbox you were screwed even though that was a manufacturer defect hours Red ringed. Our first Xbox 360 red ringed, and it was just out of warranty. Yeah, that's like completely yeah. unacceptable. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully Nintendo. I mean, Nintendo's got really good customer service. Uh, yeah. As far as like the way they cover things. Uh, so they fixed. Will actually got his Joy-Con fixed from by yep. Nintendo. It took like yeah, a week. And, you said. Yeah, a week, give or take. You know, just sent it, send it to the UPS store. They give it to Nintendo, and then they ship it right back, and it works fine. I I play it. I use it. It's great. Uh, I don't know what they do to it, though. It could just come back with another problem, maybe, I'm, in the future. I am pretty sure all they do is just put in a new joystick. Yeah. That's probably the easiest thing to do. 
Um, but yeah. Nintendo supports their systems for like an insanely long time. Yeah. Like, didn't they support the NES up until like just a few years ago? <laughs> yeah. I don't know how long Nintendo supports. You know, they, they, they keep the systems on their support side for a very long time. Nintendo customer support NES system. Due to the age of the system and games, we no longer offer factory repairs di directly from Nintendo. Please click here to find out what your options are. If you need an accessory or part repaired or replaced, please click here to find out what options exist for this product. I remember there was an article like somebody needed help with their Super Nintendo, which they don't cover anymore. But the rep stayed on the line with him until yeah. they could figure out what the problem was. They used to have... You used to be able to call that number and get... Uh, uh, help on the games you're playing. Like mm -hmm. if you're stuck in The Legend of Zelda, they would walk you through the yeah. part in the game. Uh, but now they just fix Joy-Con drift. <laughs> uh, where am I? Furukawa says the success of the Nintendo Switch can be attributed to two elements: the release of the Nintendo Switch Lite and the Nintendo, and that Nintendo can focus all development efforts on the Nintendo Switch and not two different systems concurrently. They want to extend its life cycle. That is great. Yeah. But that also means that there's probably not going to be any new hardware anytime soon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because they're, it looks like they're doing great with just these two devices that are basically the same device. I always thought it was a little much that they put so much into their portables like the DS and 3DS, but those mm. sold like an insane amount. Yeah, and the the games sold an insane amount, so uh, it makes sense. But to me, I'm always like, give me the home console version. Um, but they also support their portables way past their like death date. You know, like they supported the 3ds. I don't know when's the next. Have they have they stopped making 3ds games? I don't. I think they have, but I think the 3ds is still young enough that they can support it. Like. They still sell the 3DS. Yeah, I, I and they always talk about how they're not they're they're basically not giving up on the 3DS. Yeah. Um. Let's see, North America, unreleased. No, 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 no. I don't want unreleased. I want games that are coming out. Uh, March. March. Yeah, there's a bunch of games that came out in March. Oh no, this is 2011. I'm stupid. Uh, that was when it freaking launched. Uh, June 25th. Jack and Jane Jungle Escape. March 26th. Miles and Kilo. And, uh, these are all random games. Turkey, please. <laughs> November 14th. Gobble, gobble. All right. Uh... Director and Senior Executive Officer Ko Shioda says Nintendo focuses on fun experiences rather than the technical power of the console. Duh. He <laughs> added the number of families playing together on the Nintendo Switch reaffirms the value of having a de dedicated gaming console. I guess that's probably more people. That's probably an answer to a question that people always give Nintendo, which is mm -hmm. when are you going to put your games on a freaking PlayStation or Xbox? Yeah. Uh, which is the question they got during the Wii U era. It was the question they got during the GameCube era. Whenever they were in the red, people yeah. were like, just put your games on other consoles. Um, but they don't do that. 
in the event that they have a banger like the Switch. Yep. So uh, they know what they're doing. Regarding network support, oh, here we go. Furukawa says, during major releases, servers become overloaded and customers may face communication delays or connection issues. They are constantly updating server forecasts to combat this issue and are taking it very seriously. I'll say that when Min Min came out and the new Smash Bros. update, servers are running pretty great. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's it's still freaking Nintendo servers, so there's still like a... I mean, it's peer-to-peer, so it's not really servers. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, there's still lag and stuff. Smash Bros. is not so much. Friggin' Mario Maker. Yeah. it's They have not fixed that game. It is The, the internet is still trash on that game. Uh, but, I mean, I've had updates for other games that just don't push out. There's, like, so many people downloading it, it just doesn't work. And this, mm-hmm. this worked. So, good on them, I guess. Uh... There are other more technical elements of the Q&A, primarily involving stock prices. We don't need to talk about that. But this will conclude my interpretation of the Q&A. Thank you for reading. Thank you, Robert Sefazun. Everybody drop him a like. I'm going to drop him a like right now. Uh, So that's that for the shareholders meeting. I wish we actually got the questions. Usually they have a list that you can read. And they didn't do it this time for some reason. Um. But the questions they get are so dumb some some of the time. so Because yeah. some of these people, it's like, you know. Uh, some of these people don't play video games. So they don't yeah. know the product that they're, you know, have a share in. It's these just big, fat, like, uh, like rich dudes yeah. who, who are like, oh, I got to get up, go to my shareholder meeting. And then they get there and they're like, why don't you put your game on the iPhone? My son yeah. has an iPhone. I don't have a phone myself. I still got a Motorola Razor. But you should put Mario on the phone. And then, yeah. then, and then they have to answer really nicely and, and, yeah. and, and be like, we, we are confident that uh, our Nintendo Switch is the best place for Super Mario Brothers. Uh, yeah, so that's it for the shareholders meeting. But we got some good answers from some good yeah. questions there. A lot of, you know, satisfying answers, I would say, too. Not just, you know, a soundbite and hopefully be done with it. Like, they, they explained their process and they told us where they're coming from and that they're addressing the issues that are known issues. We get some pretty good answers from the shareholders meetings. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's sometimes they like walk around something and be like, we can't talk about like the, with the freaking joy con thing, but it right. makes sense why they can't talk about it. But um, they still like, they acknowledge it. They apologize for it. And they, you know, said they're working on it. It's better than some of the stuff we get from other companies, which are like, yeah. right, we can't comment at this time. They, yeah. at, le- they at least say something. Uh, but in any other case, Nintendo is usually very tight-lipped. Yeah. It's these shareholders meetings where they open up a little bit. But in every other case, they're usually like, we're not commenting. We don't have yeah. to say anything. Um, all right. We jumped around a lot here. I don't even know where we're at. Uh, uh, oh, we did all those. Uh, yeah. Here's one that was not in the shareholders meeting, but is kind of relevant to the shareholders meeting. It might have. Wait. We'll read this. Uh, Nintendo right. scraps the sales of digital game download codes. In Europe. In Europe. So, here we go. Nintendo has decided to scrap the sale, you know, what I just read. Uh, mm-hmm. For years now, Nintendo fans have had a number of different ways to purchase their favorite games. You can grab a boxed copy of your chosen game from physical retailers or online, download a new title from the Nintendo's own eShop, or even buy a download code for certain games from your favorite 
and often cheaper retailers. That latter choice will sadly no longer be available in Europe. Nintendo has confirmed the decision to end the availability of download codes for its own published titles in a statement provided to Nintendo Life. After careful examination of the evolving European marketplace in recent years, Nintendo has decided to end the availability of download codes for its own published software via retailers effective the 1st of July 2020, so right now. Customers will still be able to purchase Nintendo eShop funds, Nintendo Switch Online memberships, and add-on content such as the Pokemon Sword and Shield expansion pass at retailers across Europe. Download codes for Nintendo Switch software from other publishers will also still be available. We'll all, we're always investing, investigating new avenues and will continue to work on new methods to bring Nintendo eShop content to as many players as possible. As you can see, download codes for third-party games and other products such as DLC and Nintendo Switch Online memberships will still be available. But you'll no longer be able to pick up cheap codes for full games like Animal Crossing New Horizons or uh, Mario Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Why did my brain really wanted to say Mega Man? I don't know why. <laughs> I thought you're. I thought for a second your brain was gonna say Mario the way all the other plebeians say it. Matt Matt Ma, 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 Mario. Yo. All right. Uh, quick aside. Yeah. I was not expecting my comments from my, this week's video to be all about how I say Mo Yang. Oh yeah, no, it's it's Mojang. No, no, yeah, yeah. no. We all learned this. We all learned this together. It was at an E3, I think, when Microsoft bought Mojang, and then they came out on stage and said Mojang, and then the whole internet was like, "That's how you say it." I don't believe you. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Mojang. It's both. It's Swedish, so in Swedish it's Mojang, yeah. but in in every other country they just read it out as Mojang. So you could say it however the hell you want. All right, I'll say it as Mojang. <laughs> it's like GIF GIF, but in this case, they all ran but with that GIF. That one's weird because GIF stands for graphical image format, but the creator of it pronounces it as GIF. Right, well, the creators in this case pronounce it as Mojang. <laughs> <laughs> so it's one of those. Like, I listen, what? I say GIF. I say GIF. Yeah. But, but in this case, not... I'm not that close to Mo Yang that I even care, you know? Yeah. And with Mario, I'm sticking to my guns there. I've been saying it yeah, that no, way for that... 30 years. It's never changing. Anyway, where the hell am I? Oh, UK-based retailer Shop2 has already informed buyers of the change on social media, noting that it will continue to sell codes for DLC as explained in Nintendo's statement while also urging fans to pick up any full games before they have to be taken down later this evening. Blah, blah, blah. Hmm. So I worked at GameStop right around the time that digital downloads became a thing, like on the PlayStation 3 and the Xbox 360. Yeah. Uh, and they started losing a lot of sales to digital downloads. Uh, so what they decided to do was have a system in their little computer where you can, uh, buy the digital code for any DLC or any full game, uh, and it'll just print out on the receipt and then you get a code. Yeah. Uh, it just looks like they're not going to support that in Europe specifically for their full games. I don't think Nintendo has any of those, uh, you know, when you some games, like I know Mega Man, one of the Legacy Collections has, or no, Resident Evil. 
Resident yeah. Evil has a download code in the box. Yeah. Like, it's not an actual cartridge. It's just a download code inside well, of a box. Uh, the Resident Evil triple pack, Resident Evil 4 comes on the cart, and then 5 and 6, you have to download. Right. That's I, how that works. One of the Legacy Collections is like that, too. I think Legacy Collection 1 and 2, 1 is on the cart, but 2, you have to download. There are full games that are just a, a code. Yeah, and, I think... And no card in the box. Overwatch is one of those. Mm. So this doesn't affect that because they're talking about Nintendo-published games. Right. So I don't know of any Nintendo-published games that is just a code in the box. Well, it's not just... Like, in, in America, if you go to Target, like, there's a kiosk with a bunch of, like, uh, gift cards on them for, like, Xbox right. Live points or PlayStation Plus or eShop points. But just underneath that, it's download codes for full games. Right. But the, and they come on cards and stuff. But instead of buying, you know, the physical cart, you know, you buy you buy the card and then you just type in the code in your system. The thing is, you know, yes, they have, you know, the MSRP of like 60 bucks. But stores can change that depending on inventory and sales and whatnot. Yeah, they could also, you know, if you have a gift card, if you have a Target yeah. card, you save like, what, 5% or something? 5%, yeah. Uh, so there, you can get good deals on stuff like that. Yeah. It, that will be affected by this. So that's it's, not going to happen anymore in Europe. It's similar to me to when Sony stopped selling download codes for PlayStation 4 games on Amazon. So the only place you can get PlayStation 4 games digitally is through the PlayStation Store. Mm -hmm. They do this so that they can continue to control the price of their own games. Right. They can't do it physically, but they, they can do it digitally. I was thinking this might have something to do with the weird uh, laws that Europe has. It has some yeah. weird like digital like software and like privacy laws. Uh, but I don't know. Again, this is specifically Europe. So yeah, we don't know how this will affect us in America. Also, I mean, how many people do this anyway? Yeah. But this is something that Nintendo's doing and we might be seeing more of this type of stuff in the future. So yeah. uh, be careful, I guess. I don't know. Do you really need to be careful? Me? Is it really is it really that big of a deal? Well, I don't know. I need to be careful around poison ivy. Apparently, apparently, apparently. Yeah. Uh, all right, we got some stuff to talk about, like yeah, some super chats. Super chats. Uh, Wolf hasn't read a single dono. Says Hayden. Here we are. Welcome. Sorry, we were, we were doing a podcast. Yeah. Uh, we got Caitlin Stewart with who became a member. And then let me know that our notifications were on. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Lord, Lords Lurds with five ruples. Today, very good new game for Switch called Him and Her. I love it. Only one dollar. Thanks for the ad. <laughs> I feel like we got that same ad last week. Uh, we did. And I think they also gave us another Five dollars and said today new game for Switch called Him and Her. Just ninety nine cents. Thanks. So they they so checked with down their, a penny. They checked with their manager. Their manager said no, yeah. ninety nine cents. It's even cheaper. That sounds that sounds stupid, Will. But yeah. hear me out. Okay. One time, a little another little GameStop story. I worked in a GameStop in the mall that had another GameStop right down the hall. Right. Uh, the Wii was out. Somebody ran in and said, how much is a Wii? And I said, uh, $300. I think it was $300. Yeah. And then they said, oh, it's two ninety nine down the hall. And then they went down the hall. <laughs> it's the same store. We have it for the same price. 
but I just rounded up a penny. Anyway, uh, Mecha Dragon 101 with five dollars. Bob, what video of yours was the one where people said you predicted the switch? Uh, that was it was an early video of you just talking about how you think the switch is going to be some sort of hybrid system. Yes. This guy predicted the switch two years before before it was, it was launched. Did they link the video? Oh yeah, they did. Theory, yeah. what's next for Nintendo? That's the, that was the that was the name of the. There you go. That's the name of the video. And there I am. Anyway, uh, Hytham G with ten buckers. To rephrase, the reason why my safe bet is Monster Hunter is that we have Rathlos, who is an assist trophy, plus a boss, and that who might be in development, and do you guys think Sora from Kingdom Hearts has a chance? I don't... Th okay. Uh, I don't think Rathlos is enough of a... Uh, I don't think Rathlos is going to be a character. but anything, it's, it's no. a Monster Hunter character. Yeah, it's going to be the Monster Hunter that you play as in Smash Brothers. A Monster Hunter. A Monster Hunter. Well, the the avatar. An avatar of a Monster Hunter. Correct. Um, But in terms of Sora, I don't think Sora has a chance. No. I'm sorry, everybody. I think, said, <laughs> I think they even said Sora's not coming. It's so weird because I think they said they want to put uh, Kingdom Hearts on Switch but that's a discussion for Disney. Like Square Enix will do it, but Disney has final say. Yeah, that's why that. it's it's not going to happen. Yeah, Disney doesn't Disney doesn't see the value. They don't care. Disney is just is a bad game man. Yeah, why would they want to be a part of like our world? You know what I mean? I know. Well, why it's... would they want to be the part of the greatest crossover event ever created? I know. Uh. Oopy doopy with two dollars. I'm having steamed hams for dinner. You're having steamed hams despite the fact that they are obviously grilled. <laughs> Something's fishy about that. Aurora Borealis. <laughs> this time of year, at this time of day, in this part of the country, completely localized in your kitchen. in your kitchen. All right, uh, Lords. Oh no, we read that. Uh, yeah. John. Halstead with $5. Hey, BB boys, will you guys reprint that, that Sonic Wolf Den shirt? I think you could still get it. It was supposed uh, to be a limited print. I don't know. It was it was a T Public. Yeah, that's the thing. It was on T Public. Yeah. Uh is this oh, T Public now sells masks. You can get Did it I? as a mask. Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, Wolfden. Let's see if it's still here. Is it not here? Oh, no, it's not here. We should just re-upload it. Yeah, why not? Uh, am I on the right site? Is this... Oh, this is stores. No, no, no. I want the designer known as Wolfden. No, our only designer shirt is the console gaming Master Race, which is very, very much out of date because there's a Wii U a controller. Wii U yeah. Yep. Uh, I will not be updating that. Yeah, I don't know. I guess we don't have it. Sorry. All right. Too bad. Uh, 
Lord of Zlutals with another two ruples. Hey, oh, a key for him and her. Oh, oh, would you look at that? It is somebody trying to market the game. The, the code, everybody, is C0BMC0GM3GC84F7V. Nobody download it. That's mine. <laughs> I'm kidding. Go nuts, everybody. Let us know if you got it's, it. It's definitely gone. It's definitely gone yeah. already. Milshank Jones with 420, dude. I'm building my first PC today. Wish me luck. Good Godspeed. Good, good luck. I bless your computer build. You, you're going to need it. Uh, okay. Next. Next news. Will Xbox Lockhart Specs. Last week we missed this. This was five days ago. Yes. Uh, we all know the rumors that there's an Xbox. There's a second Xbox coming out. Mm-hmm. The rumor Codename says. Lockhart. So it's going to be a cheaper version yes. of the next gen Xbox. And it's codenamed Lockhart. Uh, according to Games Radar, Lockhart specs may have been revealed after the latest documents leak. And there's an update. I think I need to read the update first. The Xbox Lockhart documentation. Uh, also, this is an Xbox One controller. Yes. Excuse you. We have. We know what the Series X controller looks like. Yeah. The Xbox Lockhart documentation leak has drawn out some new details on what kind of hardware it may include. The leak of documents created for game developers included reference to a Lockhart profiling mode. According to anonymous sources cited by The Verge, this op option is included in Series X developer kits to let creators test their games against the lower performance specs being targeted for Lockhart. Those specs reportedly include... A 7.5 gigab gigabytes of usable RAM. Uh, you need to pull up what an Xbox One S specs are or something. One S? Yeah. And X. Do it all, Will. Okay. 7.5 gigabytes of usable RAM, a slightly underclocked CPU speed, and around four teraflops of GPU performance. Is that an X? That's what the One X has, oh, I think. Where's, just give me the Wikipedia page for it, because I know that has the specs. As compared to Xbox Series X's target for 13.5 gigabytes of usable RAM and 12 teraflops of GPU performance. Recent rumors indicate that the Xbox Lockhart price could be half that of the Series X, so those reduced uh, hardware capabilities could be uh, accompanied by a significantly smaller hit to your bank account. Those same rumors also point to Lockhart finally getting its big debut at the Xbox 2020 event in July. So hopefully we'll have some more solid info about the much-leaked uh, console soon. All right, what specs do you want to know about the Xbox One? So, the the Lockhart is rumored to have 7.5 gigabytes of RAM. What do we got on the Series S? I mean, I'm uh, sorry. God damn it. The, the, the One S. The One S. The One S has 8 gigabytes of DDR3 RAM with 5 gigs available for games. And the X. Oh, so this is usable RAM is 7.5, so it's still a little right. more than the S. Okay. The X has 12 gigs of DDR5, mm. GDDR5, with 9 gigs available to games. Okay, slightly lower. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the Lockhart's slightly lower. 
All right, how many teraflops is the is the one X? Mm, of course, that's not what Wikipedia. How would Wikipedia know? That was like the big deal when that came out. I know. Well, the one X uh, is six teraflops. This is four. Okay. So it's yeah. a slightly underpowered Series X. Yeah. Uh, damn it. It's a slightly underpowered <laughs> One X. So this sounds like if you have an Xbox One X, you're pretty There's good. There's no reason to upgrade. Yeah. Especially if Lockhart allegedly doesn't have a disk drive. Yes. Which is a very big possibility. Yeah. Um, yeah. So th- this this seems like a pretty substantial console. Uh, this this is my this is my take. They are announcing this. I mean, there's a rumor. It's a rumor that they're announcing it in the next in the next July event, which is apparently happening at the end of July. Um, I think they're going to announce it there because they're also going to announce the price of the series x and it's going to be expensive so they're going to be like but hold on because if you don't want to spend that much money here's this guy and then what'll be funny because what they won't tell you is that the one x because that's now technically a last gen system will probably be even cheaper than lockhart but still be slightly more powerful i don't know you think they'll keep selling lock uh, one X systems for what is it four hundred dollars? Uh, it was five when it came it out. It was five. Now it's four. I've seen it for like three. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. See, because it's a very expensive. The the one yeah. X. Um. I don't know. I mean, it would make sense to be cheaper, but they it might just be the same. Yeah. There might be other things about the uh, Lockhart. Well, I'm, that, ass- I'm assuming Lockhart will have like the you know solid state you know NVMe true. drives and all true. that crap. Yeah, like that yeah. would be a big benefit. Uh, mm-hmm. But it might be diskless, which would mean yeah. if you want disks and you want it to be cheaper, this the the one X might still be a good option. There might be uh, well, I'm sure they both be 4K. I don't know. I I, I don't want to. I don't know what they would do with the one X afterwards. Yeah. They might discontinue it pretty quickly. I don't. I don't know. Uh, anyway, here's the original. That was only the update to the story. <laughs> the original story says Xbox Lockhart has resurfaced in documentation that solidifies its existence as a com- complementary console to the Xbox Series X. I hate my life. A security researcher who goes by Title OS on Twitter posted a couple of snippets from the June version of Microsoft's core game core development kit notes, which are available to developers, but not typically to the public. The notes mention Lockhart profiling modes alongside Anaconda profiling modes, all as part of the development kit for Project Scarlet. So Anaconda is the code name for Series X, Lockhart is the code name for whatever the hell this thing is. Right. And Scarlet is just the next gen, right? I think I think so. No, that, it wasn't No, Scorpio was 1X. Correct. Yeah. Anyway, more proof of Lockhart this time coming from XDK GDK release notes for June 2020. 
And it's just the, the exactly what he said. No, before. Scarlet was Series X. E, what's Anaconda? I, I think Anaconda is Series X. I think we're learning that Scarlet we thought was the Series X, but is actually just a blanket term for the next-gen stuff. Xbox Series X. Xbox Series X is an upcoming home game console developed by Microsoft. It was announced at E3 2019 as Project Scarlet. Wait, wait, wait. What is it? (laughs) I was... My brain just... Xbox Series X is an yes. upcoming home video game console developed by Microsoft. So what is what is Anaconda then? Uh, wait. It was announced at E3 2019 as Project Scarlet and is scheduled for release in late 2020. Mm-hmm. Anaconda is not coming up. Well, from The Verge, December 2018. Microsoft's Next-gen Xbox is codenamed Anaconda. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a, there's, it's not in this article, of course, but there's an Anaconda on the... Uh, they always, like, etch in, uh, like, a, like, a little symbol, like, whatever the, yeah. the codename is, onto the board of the next-gen... Uh, of, of the console itself. Uh, the Series X has an Anaconda on it. Yeah. So the Series X is Anaconda. According to this article, the notes mentioned Lockhart profiling modes alongside Anaconda profiling as part of the development kit for Project Scarlet. So Project Scarlet, I think, is the blanket term that has Anaconda and Lockhart. Okay. Both. Okay. I got it. All right. You got got it. it. Figured it it out. You got to the bottom of it. All right. Scarlet. Project name for a family of next generation consoles. There we go. Anaconda is the Xbox Series X and Lockhart is something else. We got there. There you go. We got there. Detectives. All right. Anyway, uh, it's all but confirmed at this point that Anaconda is the internal Microsoft. Oh, my God. We could have just read like an extra sentence. (laughs) (laughs) Anaconda is the internal Microsoft codename for Xbox Series X, while Project Scarlet refers to the company's overarching plans for its next-gen console generation. Next console generation. Oh, you don't say. You don't say, Games Radar. Lockhart is allegedly a lower price alternative to Anaconda slash Xbox Series X with less powerful hardware and no built-in disk drive. Uh, allegedly. Yeah. Uh, the Title OS, previ- Title OS previously shared some code from the back end of Windows that pointed to Lockhart. We saw that in the previous Wolfden Live. Today, they retweeted another data miner who spotted references to Lockhart in the Xbox One operating system. Uh, we don't need to look at that, but we can just take his word for it. This is Billy H. This is B-L-L-Y-H-L-B-R-T on uh, Twitter. Though Lockhart has been showing up in leaks for quite some time now, Microsoft has still yet to officially confirm it with less than half a year between now and the holiday 2020 launch window for Xbox Series X. Microsoft could always launch the console later down the line, giving Xbox Series X more time to stand on its own. On the other hand, Sony recently revealed that it will launch the PlayStation 5 Digital Edition at the same time as the disk drive bearing version, which was a surprise to all of us. We had no idea that was going to happen. We'll have to wait and see if that influences Microsoft's overarching plans. 
It's also possible Lockhart's just the discless version, but it sounds yeah. like it's an actual underpowered version. Yeah. Which would put them in a really good place in the market because it looks like PlayStation's not going to have something like that. Yeah. If anything, the discless PS5 will only be slightly cheaper, whereas this looks like it's going to be significantly cheaper because it's a significantly different system. Right. Um. Yeah, so I I think that, I mean, Sony seems to have problems with pricing. That's the rumor is that, is that yeah. they, they don't know what the hell they're going to do with the pricing, and that's why they haven't announced it yet. Yeah. Um, I think that Microsoft knows what they're doing. Uh, and I, I already thought that they were going to have a better price than the PlayStation 5. Yeah. Uh, I think that Lockhart's just going to, it's kind of like a, they got an extra piece on the board, you know, they, they, they're going to, it, it, it puts them in a better position yeah. already just right out of the gate. Um, but we'll, we'll see. I, th- I think Sony's waiting to hear what they, what they price it at before they make any moves. I don't know. I feel like Sony maybe because the whole thing is because they had to find out ways to dissipate heat. Cause that was their big problem. And the fact mm-hmm. that they're using NVMe drives is like, driving up the price so they might just be forced to announce what the price is without having to wait for microsoft uh also of note here xbox wire tweeted xbox is proud to reveal that our summer games fest demo event will be live on xbox one from july 21st to july 27th so they're gonna have demos yeah, uh, for Xbox One. So I'd imagine around then, sometime we're probably going to hear more about uh, Lockhart and Series X. Uh, we'll have more than sixty brand new game demos for upcoming un- unreleased Xbox games available to check for free. See, this is what we got to do with conventions, man. We got to <laughs> just do this. Forget, yeah. forget gatekeeping all of these demos. Just make everybody play them. Who cares about data mining? Yeah. These are not normal game demos. Typically, the demo you see in our demo channel are created after the game is completed or nearly completed and represent it, represent the final version. Many of these demos are early. and so, Okay, we get it. It's a freaking... It's a demo. It's a demo. Oh, wait. They have some already. Christ Tales? What? Chris, Chris Tales? C-R-I-S Tales? Where are you? I I don't... I, this, I didn't put this in the keep here. I'll put it in okay. there right now. It's at the top. Uh, there's also Destroy All Humans, uh, Haven. That we know that game. Mm-hmm. That's coming to Switch. Hellpoint, Skatebird. Hell yeah. The Veil. Raji in Epic in Ancient Epic. Welcome to Elk. Okay. That's what those are the games that they highlighted. But there's they said more than sixty. So that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. We got more super chats here. Yes. Will Shang Jung. Oh no, we read that. Uh, Unknown soldier with four ninety nine pounds. Uh, yeah, I heard AJ has the Rona. Rip, brother. That's not true. Don't don't spread. No, rumors. don't do that. <laughs> now I need to double check his Twitter. Make sure he doesn't actually have the Rona. I I did. He doesn't. I didn't see anything. Good. 
Screw you, unknown soldier. Yes. Uh, anyway, Will, how's dad life treating you over there? Remember, if you ever need an alibi, just dot, 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 Justin. <laughs> uh, oh, it's we, probably Justin Colwood. Yeah. We started her on actual food this past week. So she's eaten her oatmeal. <gasps> made her, and made her today lobster we, bisque. Today we started carrots. Oh, boy. And let me tell you, she will grab the spoon and force it in her mouth. That's how much she likes to eat. So she is daddy's girl. She, she knows. Yeah, she learns from you. Yeah. Learned it by watching you. <laughs> She's going to acquire your both of y'all's weird food habits. Yeah. Like She's not going to like cheese, but like pizza for some reason. Yeah. And she's she's going to be a vegetarian who also eats bacon sometimes because it tastes so damn good. <laughs> um, all right. Next news. Where are we? Oh, I, let's just quickly talk about Smash Brothers, Will. Your okay. Favorite game in the whole world. Yeah. Listen, all right. Here's the sitch, man. I'm not an elite Smash. Okay. But last night I got so damn close to elite Smash. <laughs> It's it, according to the little GSP tracker, it's 7.3 million GSP to get into Elite Smash. I was at 7.1. Yikes. And then it was 5 a.m. and I was like, I gotta get out. I gotta, I gotta do I gotta something go with my life. Um, soon, hopefully. But anyway, uh, Min Min's out. With Min Min came the 8.0.0 update. Mm -hmm. Every time they release a new character, they make an update that has major balancing changes. Yeah. Uh, First of all, Min Min is pretty good. Mm -hmm. uh, when I first played as her, I did not like her at all. <laughs> she just plays weird. Uh, fighting against the CPU version was was just you know it, it was no normally I actually have a hard time against level nine CPUs like when there's yeah. a new character. Uh, and this time it was like it was, I felt nothing. I was like this is a, this, this character is not good. And then a I played AJ. AJ has Min Min figured out. Min Min can be good. Yeah. It turns out. Min Min's arms reach across the entire stage. If you're in the Damn. middle of the stage, you can go boop, boop, and cover the whole stage. Wow. Uh, so she's pretty dumb. Also, <laughs> what the CPU doesn't do is angle the arms for some reason. You can shoot an arm out and then angle it up or down, uh, mm. which is very dumb. Uh, yeah. But the CPU doesn't do it for some reason. But people do. But anyway, playing online, pe people don't really have Min Min figured out. <laughs> so if you want some easy GSP, go online yeah. right now and fight some Min Mins. Um, if you're a fast character, you can just get in there real quick. If you're a zoner, you can forget about it because friggin' Min Min is going to just reach across the stage and grab you and then just destroy you. Um, anyway, Min Min's all right. Give her a shot. Uh, version 8.0.0 is the new update. Uh, it's just general balancing. Every time they balance stuff, there's always like minor changes that everybody makes a big deal out of. But you know what? They're just minor changes. Yeah. So, uh, we got Captain Falcon. That's the only one that I care about. He had, uh, he had some buff. He had a lot of buffs. Normally they don't touch Captain Falcon, but for some reason this time they freaking touched Captain Falcon. Yeah, and they're all. Like adding to his repertoire, they don't take yes. anything away. He's got, uh, 
his dash attack has reduced vulnerability. That's the one where he like, you know, he does a little dash attack. Um, yeah. But I think it comes out quicker too. Um, where am I? Uh, down tilt attack, extended launch distance. That's the only tilt that I actually use. And it is great. It already had a pretty good launch distance, but now it's freaking even better. Up smash attack, extend the launch distance of the second attack. This attack's a little broken. It doesn't really work that good. So the second attack barely ever comes out. But when it does, oh boy. Uh, side special. This was really broken. This is his Raptor boost where he sideways does an uppercut and it's like on fire. Yeah. Uh... That was broken as hell because it'll detect the character early, wait a couple beats, and then throw out the attack. So if a character's moving, it'll just miss them. And it whiffs about 50% of the time. So to fix that, they increased attack range forward when using on the ground. So it has a bigger hitbox. Mm -hmm. Adjusted the launch angle when used on the ground. The characters now launch straight up, so they're easier to combo. Shortened the launch distance when used on the ground, so I guess they go a little closer to you. Made it easier to trigger a meteor effect when using the move in the air. So that means you can freaking spike them right. way easier. Um, so their idea of fixing this, instead of having the attack come out a little quicker, uh, was to make the uh, attack range a little wider or the hitbox a little wider. Uh, it's still not perfect, but uh, I'm glad they at least touched it. And the last thing is the down special, which is his Falcon Kick. Increased attack speed, which is good. Uh, extended launch distance when hitting in the high damage range. Uh, so it's a little faster, which is which is good news, great news. You can still outrun it, though. So Yeah. It, it, this is just balancing, man. It's not the Cat the Falcon's not OP. His up is a little OP, but the rest of it isn't really OP. Um, he might just, you know, be good now. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, but I mean, I was doing pretty great with him last night. Uh, not on my stream, of course, but afterwards I was doing. But, right. You know, when you guys aren't watching, he's excellent. I'm great. Yeah, I, yeah. I friggin' MK Leo over here. Yeah, uh, but anyway, try Min Min out. She's okay. I I don't think I'm ever gonna play as her. Byleth, I pick up every once in a while. Byleth, really? I kind of like Byleth. Uh, not people normally don't like Byleth. A lot of people I saw. I was going through a lot of Smash Brothers like Twitch accounts. Uh, like people like Nairo, um, mm -hmm. Armada, um, uh, Leffen, uh. A lot of people were pretty much saying that Min Min's not that great. <laughs> I think Leffen said he was okay. Um, but th I think that she, she's just too new. And uh, yeah, people will, because I've seen some clips of people doing some crazy combos. So there's definitely something to Min Min. Uh, just like Byleth. Bi people didn't like Byleth. Um, well, do you think people didn't like Byleth just because they were a Fire Emblem character? I think the Smash Brothers community, like the actual people who play the game a lot, yeah. they were pretty receptive to the character when it came out. Like, like, right. like, they didn't want it to be a Fire Emblem character, but then when the character came out, they were they 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 just checked it out for how it would be in the game compared to the other characters. You know, like how is right. it actually going to play? They don't actually care what the character is. I mean, of course they care what the character is, but they, yeah. they you know. You know what I mean? Right. No, no, yeah, yeah. They want the viability in competitive play. That's what mm -hmm. they want. 
Uh, and MK Leo, the number one Smash player in the world, he's like, buy this great. And then he started playing him in some tournaments and did pretty okay with him. Um, I don't know if that's going to happen with Min Min. I think uh, Cosmos, he's uh, uh, an inkling main. He's going to main Min Min, I think. I think he said he's going to go solo main Min Min. Um, so we'll see. I think people will figure her out and she'll be great. Uh, but right now the competitive community is pretty much like, eh. Um, but I've seen some great Min Min plays. I've also seen some bad Min Min plays. She just plays real differently. Yeah. Uh, also, she was developed during, like, largely during quarantine. So she's kind of developed for online play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anthony C donated $2 and said best pizza in New York. All right. So my pick is always weird when people hear it, but I swear it's true. It's Rose's pizza in Penn station. So you say that that's weird. Yeah. I think it's weird, but I saw a a Reddit thread once of best pizza in the world. Yeah. Yeah. And it was one of the top voted ones. There you go. I say it's weird because it, it's in a, a subway station. <laughs> yeah. Basically. So here's why I think that you and a lot of people like it. I like it. I think it's great. Yeah. I think it's just that the circumstance around it is what makes it good and what makes it like taste good. It's because... Okay you're you're in Penn Station, you don't want to be there. You're usually tired and hungry. It, you might be it might be really late and you're drunk. Mm-hmm. And then you got this freaking load of carbs in front of you. Well, I think even cuz I've had it where I'll, I'm just like coming home from the city on like a random Tuesday and like I won't go to any of the other places mm-hmm. in Penn. I'll go there's a Moe's in Penn. There's a oh, Subway never. in Penn. There's a McDonald's in Penn. I love Moe's. I will never I just, eat the Moe's in Penn Station. I just go to, I go to freaking Rose's because it's, it's the best. But like uh, sitting here right now, mm-hmm. I will never be like, let me order some Rose's. You know what well, I mean? <laughs> yeah, because you're not close to it. No, but if I was, like, I don't yeah. think well, I, w- I, I still don't think I would order a Rose's pie. You know what I mean? It's the, cir- it's the circumstance <laughs> is what makes it good. I, I'm the type of person where if I, I have a taste for like a specific kind of food mm-hmm. and it's within a relative easy, easy driving distance, I will go get it. There's a place so, by me called Archie's, which is amazing. Yeah. It's not the best. I, I, I don't, I hesitate to call it the best pizza in New York. Mm-hmm. I think the best pizza in New York is another place that's very close to uh, where we used to live that I don't want to name because it's very close to where we used to live. Uh, I think that is... The, here's... All right, we're talking too much about pizza. Here's yeah. the thing. New York City has the the best regular old pizza. Long Island has the best fixings for the pizza. So you can go into a pizza joint and get all the weird toppings and stuff. Yeah, You can load up a pizza out on Long Island. And I think Long Island pizza is a little better than New York pizza. Uh, but I, I, I think I, I hesitate to say this is the best place. You know, I haven't done a good pizza tour. You really can't go wrong with New York pizza in general in New York. There, yeah, there's, there's not really, I haven't had yeah. bad New York pizza. Um, 
But anyway, here's your first look at Crisis Remastered running on the Nintendo Switch. This is Ooh. the last thing we have. Uh, there's yeah. two articles here. I'm going to read the second one. Uh, Crisis Remastered was delayed after fans reacted poorly to the trailer. <laughs> uh, Crytek had been planning to reveal a remastered version of the original Crisis today, but the video leaked a little bit early on YouTube. Fans reacted poorly, and now the, uh, the reveal... And the game release itself is being delayed. Oh, so it wasn't even actually revealed. It wasn't, it wasn't even, like, it was announced, but they didn't, like, sh- show it off yet. So that trailer that I have loaded up and ready to go is actually not an official trailer. It's just a leaked yes. trailer. Uh, the announcement was made Tuesday morning on Twitter. Your passion for the Crisis franchise deserves an undeniable high-quality game, Crytek said in a statement on social media. And we are committed to delivering just that. To ensure that we meet the commitment, we will need to delay the launch date, all platforms, and trailer premiere by a few weeks. Uh, Crisis came out in 2007 for Windows PC, immediately raising the bar for visual fidelity in video games. The question for any PC build, new console, or really any electronic device with a screen became, sure, but can it run Crisis? Why was that a link? Oh, it's a know your meme, but can it run Crisis? (laughs) Kind of similar to the meme now of put Skyrim on it. Yeah, like Amazon or um, Echo having Skyrim and stuff. Doom can it run Doom? Because you can put Doom on literally anything. Doom, the original Doom is open source, so it's yeah. on everything. It's on all these little portable emulators that I get. It's on all of them. It's on all the portable emulators. I've seen it be playable on on a Epson printer. Oh my god! <laughs> Crytek later created two sequels that. The last of which came out in 2013. This remastered version of the first game is headed to Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, Windows PC, and Xbox One. No release date has been offered. Quote, This extra time until release will allow us to get Crisis remastered up to the PC and console breaking standard you've come to expect from Crisis games. The company added, we hope you understand what we're up to and that you stay with us while we take the time to make a few more improvements. That was a Polygon article. Yes. Now, here is the trailer. Uh, who uploaded this? Uh, Vooks. <laughs> Vooks. The YouTube channel Vooks. I'm surprised it's still up. Yeah. Um, it looks bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm watching this now. Here it this is. Like... Is it the? I mean, when did it come out? Two thousand seven. I think it said it in the article. Yeah. Uh, two thousand seven for Windows. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it looks stiff. The animations are weird. This looks PS two quality. I mean, yeah. Uh, remastered. So I guess it's not a remake, so we shouldn't expect this. If this is what it looked like, my brain does not no, remember no, it looking it, like this. It, it, it does not. It did not look like this. I think it might have. 2007. Because, like, Crisis 1 on PC looked better than Crisis 2 on 360. Crisis 2 was a better game. I Crisis 2 was a much better, better game. Crisis 2 was great. Yeah. But this is all... Uh, of course, the visual fidelity was crazy at the time. Yeah. But... We're talking about animations here that look weird, you know? Yeah. And, like, they, that's a little different. Animation is one thing, but, like, 
even still like the graphical fidelity a lot of it looks flat you know the detail isn't really there uh this happens a lot with remastered games the anim they don't remaster the animation so they look yeah. stiff and weird here's the crisis trailer from nine years ago 2010 I don't have a link. I just picked it up. All right. Yeah, oh. this looks the same. <laughs> this is the same. This is the same. <laughs> All right, so that's even worse then. You have, <laughs> you know, if if it's supposed to be a remaster and it doesn't look substantially better than a game from over 10 years ago. Yes. Yes. You know, and I understand the Switch is not the most powerful console. Actually, no, I, this might look better. <laughs> <laughs> this might look a little better. I understand the Switch is not the most powerful console on the market, but should it be substantially powerful enough to make a game, you know, to to run a game at mid-spec from, you know, 2000... When did we say it came out? 2007? Yeah. So, what's notable here is that this doesn't really look like gameplay. Like, the way the gun's moving, it doesn't look like yeah. it actually played like that. Can we get Crisis gameplay? Like, that was a, a kind of cinematic trailer. Yeah. And it looked better than the new trailer. But uh, it it's still... I. Oh, no, dude. This looks better. <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, this is from 2015. So this is at running at 1080p, 60 frames per second. So this is, like, updated and with... Uh, this is after some updates, presumably. Right. I don't know. The gun's moving. The, the gun's juking around. <laughs> yeah, no. The, yeah, the Switch version looks bad. I'm, I'm getting some memories here. Yeah. This game was good. Uh, it was. I like the second one a lot better. The second one was incredible. second one was uh, one of my favorite games of that generation. The, the multiplayer was amazing, too. Switching between all the different uh, abilities that the suit has. Yeah. And then Halo, like, co-opted that for Reach. Yeah. Kind of, because, like, you can only use, like, one of the abilities at a time, whereas in Crisis, you had them all at your disposal, but you had to, like, you know, be careful with how you use them. You had to manage them. Yeah. Because you had a certain, you had, like, a like a battery or something. Yeah. Uh, Reach, was, Reach was just like, oh, swap out this one for that it one. It was a class. In, yeah. in Reach, it was very similar abilities, but they were classes that you had to pick before mm -hmm. you started. Yeah, man, this is sad. This is, <laughs> this is really sad. Uh, oh, yeah, no. No, it's stiff and weird in comparison. Yeah. It looks like kind of a mobile game. Maybe they were working on a mobile version of Crisis and figured they could pass that off for the Switch version. Yeah. Like what they did with Fortnite. Sad. Mm -hmm. Oh, the gun's moving around. Still, it doesn't look as good as freaking something from 2015 that yeah. we have here. That's sad. Oh, but well. it's good that they acknowledged it and they're working on it and they're going to try to fix it. And hopefully, this means that we'll get Crisis 2, the game I actually do want to play on Switch. We should also note that that was a leaked trailer. So it might not yeah. have even been something that they wanted the public to see. Maybe they were going to work on it more. Yeah. Uh, oh, Tony Montiero in the chat says, look at the Xbox 360 version for comparison. Uh, yeah, was that... War no, Warhead was the expansion pack. 
because they did release Crisis on the 360 eventually. Yeah. I'm still. Yeah, I, I I see the comparison, but mm-hmm. still, this this looks better. <laughs> I hate to say it. I gotta see some some actual gunplay. Nah, it just looks stiff on the Switch, dude. And it looked like a mobile game. Even the animations yeah. of the cutscenes look weird. Alright, this does look significantly worse, though, than the other footage I was just looking at. Yeah. But still, like, the motion blur looks cool. I actually like motion blur in games. Nobody else does. People tell me to turn it off when I'm playing Call of Duty. I, I like the cinema. Like, if it's too distracting. I like the cinematic experience, yeah. man. But no, people who play online games, they they turn the the motion blur off and all this other stuff. I leave everything default. Yeah. Because I'm stupid. Oh, this motion blur is actually really, really harsh. <laughs> I, mean, I might I might take that back. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It, it, I, all I know is that the Switch trailer didn't look that great for yeah. today. Uh, is that it? believe that that's it, it. we yes. tore through everything look at that here you go on time and on budget guys it's tweet of the week time tweet of the week tweet of the week tweet of the week this is from no context sonic oh boy it's amy talking to <laughs> mario and she says hey i'm curious are you any good with rifles <laughs> I'm assuming this is from uh, Mario and Sonic Olympic Games DS. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Now, oh, let's do a super chat first. Okay. Just a hair, $2. Best coffee I've been enjoying Black Rifle myself. Hell yeah, get her done. This is a you question. I have a Twitch clip of me watching a Black Rifle coffee like ad. (laughs) It's super like over the top. Yeah, there's like a like a wailing guitar and stuff, and somebody shoots a coffee bean bag. Uh, anyway, I have not tried Black Rifle coffee. Um, r- r- right now I'm really I I just got a new batch from Trade that I have not opened yet. Uh, I've been getting some coffee from Archetype Coffee, and it is really good. I got the the last one. I the Mexican one is really good, but the last one I've been trying is Ethiopian, and it is very fruity. Hmm. It's really really good. You can smell the like plum and watermelon <laughs> coming out of it, and the beans are really tiny. It makes a nice latte. Uh, but I have to try the trade stuff that I got, and we'll see how it compares. Um, this is the first time I got trade coffee where I said I'm do making espresso out of it. So uh, yeah. We'll see. Uh, we'll see how it how it pulls. Oh, we got another one. Five dollars from Mecha Dragon. Bob, any advice on learning how to play the drums and where to get lessons from for them here in New York City? Uh, I don't have advice for where to get lessons. I got lessons. Like I got like one lesson. No, I got two lessons. One was from All Music on Long Island, mm-hmm. and one was from Drum Center. But Drum Center moved. Um. I recommend taking a couple lessons and then once you can figure out how to learn stuff by hearing it, which is very easy on drums. It's not like other yeah. instruments. Um, once you learn that, just start learning stuff. Just start learning how to play stuff. Just copy other 
drummers and you'll be good to go but you should learn like a little bit of like hold how, like technique on how to hold sticks and stuff uh i can't help you with where to go though i'm so sorry sorry if you just google like you know drum lessons new york city you'll find a place most music shops have mm-hmm. classes especially the major ones your sam ashes your guitar centers places like that uh now is when we talk to you guys yes as always you can reach us on twitter using the hashtag wolf Den live if you love to comment on last week's wolf Den live this is the part of the show where we will finally answer you and of course ladies and gentlemen watching us at home please start leaving your questions and comments because we will get to them when we are done with everybody else uh, uh using the hashtag wolf Den live over on the twitters we got um Motlin Everett has there been a co- conscious effort to make videos longer recently or has it been a coincidence I always try to make them shorter yeah <laughs> it I, is it, not on purpose it is never it's on purpose always always an accident yeah. we never mean to make videos more than 10 minutes 10 minutes is the target yeah. but we never try to push it over or under well no. maybe under we try to cut stuff out yeah um if a video is nine minutes we don't care we're not going to add anything to it it's nine minutes it's nine minutes but that never happens we have too much to talk about yeah uh i was happy with the length of my last video i thought i i got it pretty good under the under the the mark uh but then it ended up being i thought it was gonna be 10 minutes it ended up being like 14 yeah. minutes or something um but yeah no we never mean to do it yeah uh it just means we're more passionate we have something to say about the topic we're talking about it just means we're more passionate you should be concerned if the video is short because that means we're not passionate and we don't have anything to say don't say that q73 (laughs) power says last week all sonic games had a big sale on steam for one day i got sonic generations for one dollar i remember that we didn't talk about that but i remember that i didn't have a 360 or ps3 i'm glad i can finally play it i feel like i have it on steam i feel like i bought like a humble bundle or something probably i'm glad you're finally getting to play the last great 3d sonic game (laughs) player two says bob you've mentioned multiple times about warzone on switch and i'd love that too but i think warzone is one of those games where it's extremely graphical and intense with particle effects and little minor details the switch would take some hits in that port i think if apex is doing it then there's no reason call of duty can't here's what you do you you Play Warzone on PC, but then just scale the, the graphical settings down to I, a point where it still looks good, maybe not great, and then you can put it on Switch. I still want to get a PC or a tablet that runs Windows that is comparable to a Switch in specs. The Switch uh, processor, the Tegra processor that's in it, is only yeah. for Android devices. Yeah. So you can't but, really make a comparison. Well, I'm sure. What if it's if it's say it's like a two gigahertz processor? Well, you just get a compatible Intel or whatever. I'm trying to find a device that benchmarks similarly. Yeah, but you know that's not. You can't just look up ben, what what devices are in a similar benchmark. Yeah. If if somebody could find some proof of a device that is uh very similar in spec that is Windows based, you also can't just take. Uh, a, a friggin' Tegra device and put Windows on it because it's not optimized for it. So that's why it needs to be benchmarked 
similarly. I want to take that and I want to start running some tests to see what games can run on it at low power. Anyway, Fred also gave us, what is this? Uh, it is from Rosa or Bark Dark 4 who says, uh, had to make this for the best podcast plan on planet Earth. It's a crying guy that looks like our friend Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> With uh, spiked up hair and glasses. No, you can't just read mainline gaming website articles. You have to creatively inform your audience on the news. And then it's us too. And it says, ha ha, Nintendo Life, go broom. <laughs> <laughs> We read them and then we put our own two cents in. Yeah. We distill the information for you. Do you know how many podcasts do that? <laughs> all of them. Most Literally of them. all of them. Even IGN will read their own articles. Yeah. <laughs> um, but again, listen, if you want actual game journalism, there's IGN. There's Games uh, GameSpot. There's Games Radar. There's Polygon. I was going to say Inside Games Daily, but that's yeah. I wouldn't call that like actual journalism. <laughs> they do like pretty much what we do. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you if you if you want that, go to the professionals. You're here for our opinions, and if you're not, then I'm so sorry. Yeah. Uh, last week's Wolfden Live, we got Stephen Bryan who says I am one that has been defending the avengers game since day one however on mr maddie plays podcast he i know that person he played he made a point that really made me think he said something to the effect of they're just now showing us what the game is all about and it releases in only two months (laughs) it's hard to argue with the fact that this does raise some red flags yeah they for the longest time they did just show us what was at E3. They just showed us better versions of it. Yeah, that so, that that's usually a bad sign. I know it's unfortunate because you know the Avengers is the biggest movie property on the planet right now. It's it's shocking they took them this long to get a game out. Um, Why wouldn't they want to like, put a lot of work into it? Like they know it could be a huge franchise, especially with the success of Spider Man. You would yeah. think that they would be like, let's well, I bake it in the oven a little longer. I think that's why they gave it to Square Enix. And not only that, Square Enix gave it to Crystal Dynamics, who've made the last three Tomb Raider games. But there's got to be some sort of overhead that or oversight that is making it the way that it is. Yeah. <laughs> Something ain't right over there. Yeah. Eddie Yoshi says, don't give a damn about the moment. I... I I'm having a stroke. <laughs> Don't give a damn about the MOBA. Just here for the wolves. It's the same, man. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to play it, but I don't give a damn. And Bob's going to be a, that MOBA guy. Oh, yeah. I'm going to turn into a MOBA dude. Yeah. Uh, Gligar Guy says, so let me get this straight. People are mad that Pokemon games kept coming out every year, but now they're mad that they didn't announce a new one for this year. Pokemon fans are the worst. I think they're mad that Pokemon, the Pokemon company hyped up something and they got in their brains that something else was going to happen. Um, but yeah, I think it's good. If they take a year off, I think that would be great. Because uh, everybody gets mad when there's a Let's Go. But Let's yeah. Go is great. Let's Go is awesome. Well, everyone's mad at that there was a Let's Go, but now everyone's mad that they're not getting Let's Go yeah. for the next year. <laughs> Well, a lot of people's favorite generation is the second generation. That's right. why. Uh, 
Enjoy 0555. We know this person. Yes. I'm ride or die for Nolan and will see Tenant in theaters. I'm going to bundle up, mask up, and sit away from people. My state has, I know that state, has yeah. had a pretty steep decline in cases, and my area is pretty unaffected with COVID. Going to a theater sounds like no good right now. I, there was actually an article on Polygon uh, about somebody who went to a movie theater during the pandemic like as it reopened and he said it was just the most bizarre thing yeah i'm not they they check your temperature at the door you like order you can order the ticket online and the like every other row is strictly roped off um masks are required unless you're gonna eat a snack um but people just pull it down so they can you know use their first amendment right to breathe i guess is what the argument is um but you know, it just it it doesn't sound like a pleasurable experience. You know, I, I I will say New York is doing a lot better than other states, even though we yes. we went through a lot of crap the, the last few months. Um, mm-hmm. The city is still under a lot of strict lockdown. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I don't. I just I just feels too weird going out. I do want to yeah. see Tenet. That yeah, movie no, looks I great. definitely want to see Tenet, and I would love to see it in the in the movie theaters, but. I just don't know if that's a good idea. It's just not worth it. It's just yeah. not worth it. Um, going to Target <laughs> is weird enough. I don't go anywhere. Uh, I might have to go to Walmart on Monday because apparently the NECA movie Ooh. Ninja Turtles will be released at Walmart on Monday. Nobody go to any Long Island Walmarts. <laughs> Eki Bot says, I'd rather have towers, turrets, and maybe a legendary Pokemon as the final thing to defeat jungle monsters slash buffs as wild Pokemon. I think they're talking about Pokemon Unite. Yeah. Uh, That's a thing in like League of Legends is like you fight like NPC stuff. Yeah. While you're also fighting the other team, you fight like their turrets or something. I don't know. It's all nerd stuff. This capture the flag type mode. I stay away this mode in other games especially fps hard pass unless they want to do separate modes and release the famous moba style but that's just me i'm not a moba person so i know nothing I, of this world i'm willing to give it a shot that they add more modes down the line you know they're starting with capture the flag because that's a fairly simple is it i thought it was you capture the nodes I didn't. I didn't think it was capture the flag. I mean, he wrote flag, and as we all know, our comments are always right. <laughs> so, I remember capture the nodes in Unreal Tournament 2004. Yeah, I sucked at that, <laughs> but I played it a lot. All right, now we're in the now we're in the chat. Yeah, uh, Julio Gotti says, "How about Bob Cust?" His hair really short, and Will lets it grow really long. Let's do it. All right. Uh, Justin Captain Fuzzy Socks with $2. How big a donation to Best of 10 you in Smash? Best of 10? That's yeah. too many. Just do Best of 3 on a regular Twitch stream like we did yesterday. Follow me on Twitch. 10's too many. Three is fun. <laughs> um, who do you mean? And where? How come I don't see that? 
donation. Uh, Mason Allen says, how much longer do you think the stream will be? Goodbye. Uh, Justin Harris says, I saw Seth Rogen movies are making a, a TMNT. And then Jesse says, a CGI TMNT Seth Rogen is making? Yeah, Seth Rogen, Evan Goldberg, and like their production company have like signed on to produce the next TMNT movie. It's going to be like a CGI animated movie. Um, that'll be interesting. Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg and that crew, like they they did a uh, Preacher. They've mm-hmm. done like other uh, things like that. I forgot what people other liked Preacher. Adaptation. Preacher was Preacher wasn't bad. Um, so like they they know how to do things like that. My concern is that they're gonna make it like a typical animated kids movie and not like you know they don't add any of the drama or like the the heart that like the original 90s movie had they should make an r ninja turtles movie make it like the original comics they should just go all in have them all have red uh friggin bandanas and and it's just it's just in black and white and then nobody eats pizza shredder dies immediately yes yeah they make like a big stink about Shredder coming out and then they just immediately kill him. Yeah. Uh David Jew says, Bob will I missed it. Uh what happened to the SG? That's a you question. You Gibson. Oh, my guitar. Uh it uh I'll get it. Hold on. There's a bit there's the long history of that guitar. It used to hang on the wall and it hang there it hung there so long that it just the neck just snapped and i figured out why so this is this is my gibson sg i do Mm -hmm. love this guitar i haven't played in a while obviously but it's got a significant neck crack like right here i don't know if you pick it up on camera yeah that's where it broke so the reason why is because the the hook it was hanging on was not made for guitars it was a generic u-hook that our father got at home depot and it was not made to hold guitars properly, so that's why there's this. I I, I don't think that's. Why. I, I think it. it I, yeah. No, well, no, it's because it just needs to be held from the bottom. Well, no, because if you go to like any guitar store, they hang guitars on the wall. No, like no, this they, all they, the time. they they do don't have support. They do, but they also take them off the walls every once in a while. It took like years of that thing just sitting on the wall for it to actually crack. Well, I know there's actually a luthier not too far from where I live. So I might have to actually just go in there and ask oh, them. Oh, what now? A luthier. That is a, a man or a woman who uh, works on guitars. Is this like a medieval saying? <laughs> actually, yes. <laughs> this is like going to a freaking blacksmith or yeah. whatever. Uh, so I'm going to just go in and see how much it would be to fix this because I, I like this thing. Well, so I actually got that fixed for you your birthday one year. Yeah. Uh, that guy probably did a terrible job because I, I know who he like, was. It's still cracked <laughs> yeah yeah um willow davis says bob how's the gravity doggo he's good uh he we, we had to be out of our apartment because somebody was cleaning it for a little bit today and he was freaking the hell out he was going nuts he would not sit still he was freaking out he was very stressed out uh, where just sitting around in the lobby um and then uh we came back to the apartment and he just immediately passed out on the ground He's probably sleeping outside right now because he was freaking stressed out being outside. Uh, Cap and Fuzzy Socks with $2. Followed 
but work till 1.30, never catch you in your disc. Eh. Listen, man, I just appreciate you being here. Thank you for the $2. We also archived this so you could watch it whenever the hell you want. Yeah. Uh, who else we got here? Uh... David says all Gibson necks are fragile because of the one piece design and the grain at the point where the neck bends back. Now all my guitars are messed up. I don't uh, disagree. Yeah, his other guitars weren't like that at all. Well, my, my other guitar is a Yamaha and an Epiphone. And the Epiphone Yamaha. is like this, Yeah, my acoustic. Oh. Oh, and the Epiphone, yes. Yeah. But um, the bass didn't either. The bass, well, the bass is a Fender. Yeah. And that's heavier. Yeah. Um, that had another weird problem. The skunk stripe fell out yeah. of the back. That never happens. I don't have my bass here, but I have my Epiphone here. That's, of course, it's all... The back of the neck, there's like a stripe, and it yeah. like popped out of the wood. <laughs> so you can tell this is from my punk rock days. It's got all the stickers Oh, yeah, on baby. That's my old band sticker right there. Yeah, hell yeah. But it's still, I mean, and it needs new strings, but it's heavy as hell. But sure, it's still works fine i sold my drum set i only have like my snare and my cymbals and some hardware uh the snare is amazing though i love that snare uh i built a snare that snare that i built sucks (laughs) um but the snare that i bought was from a company called uh grainer kilmer grainer is the drummer of august burns red he had a Mm -hmm. snare drum company uh and i don't think they make snares anymore but it was cheap and the freaking it's a one ply and it's real thick wood so it's real loud and it's deep and fat it's awesome i just realized i finally have a use for all these like random 8-bit do stickers oh there you go cover up cover up what you covered up kasari (laughs) no covering up another sticker (laughs) um bob did you see my recent super chat yeah we read it you missed it. Yeah, bro. Scroll back. <laughs> um, we basically said, no, we don't know where uh, where you can get lessons. But, uh, but we gave you some tips on learning. So yeah, look back. Uh, Sin411, if you two hypothetically had to choose between having a Switch or a Sony slash Microsoft console, which would you pick? Switch, because that's basically what I play 90% yeah. of my games on. Yeah, I just I prefer the pick up and play nature of it. The fact that you can play it on the toilet, you know, it's it's a good, it's a benefit. I, yeah, I'm not. I was saying this the other day. A lot of multi platform games, I'm just not. I'm not having it lately. Yeah. Like like the Ubisofts and the EAs and the Activisions. I'm not. I'm not about it. Uh, I mean, there are, there's a lot of like games. Like I, I if I want to play The Last of Us still. Um, I know Doom's coming to the Switch, but I still want to play that. And uh, there's one coming out this year, the um, Tony Hawk, right? It still hasn't been announced for Switch. Um, but if they came on Switch, I would get them there. An amendment to my statement, uh, Warzone, Call of Duty Warzone, I'm still playing that. <laughs> so I will miss having that, but still, it won't be too bad if I just go all Switch. Um, Revan says bob you threw shade about overwatch not having crossplay but personally i don't want that because the skill balancing 
would be all over the place and ruin the already unbalanced competitive mode. Well, you could just not have it on by default. Problem solved. Uh, or do like you do on the Switch. You you match make you against mobile players on the... Uh, I'm sorry. Do like you do in Fortnite. You match make Switch with mobile players because the, the hardware is relatively the same. And right. if you want to play with people on other consoles, you can. You just then also get match made against other people who are on mixed consoles. Um, so there's ways to do it. Uh, I'm done. Are you done? Is that it? Uh, yeah, I'm done. Sorry, I thought I had a notification on my phone. I did not. Um, Marco says, on the crappy meme I made for the hashtag, I think we all know you two are superior to those pro-journalists. Listen, they do great work. They do. Uh, they do all the hard work that we just steal and repeat for you here tonight. All right. Some of them do hard work. Yeah. <laughs> Some of them don't at all. Um. Anyway, thanks for hanging out, guys. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for watching us. Thank you for chatting with us. As always, Wolf Den Live is every single Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern right here on YouTube.com slash Wolf If you can't make the show for any reason at all, we always put it up as an archive version on Thursday for you to watch on demand whenever you want. If you prefer to listen to us rather than watch us, you can do that as well. We're also on audio podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher. And if you listen to us on any of those platforms, please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review us because that helps us with placement on those respective stores. Also, if you want to watch just a little bit of Wolfden Live, or maybe you want to send a specific section of the show over to your buddies, then head on over and subscribe to Wolfden Clips, where our good friend Eric Henley takes this week's episode and cuts it down to bite-sized chunks for your viewing pleasure. I want to make that like a like a video. Like you still talk over it. Yeah. But it would be a video that plays and shows everything that you talk about in, in <laughs> succession. So you have to keep up with the video. Yeah. Great. <laughs> anyway, go to twitch.tv slash Wolfden. Yeah. Uh, I will be there tomorrow night to play something. Probably Animal Crossing. Wee, wee, wah. Is it the Tony Wood with 20, Wood 25 with $5 in under the wire. Sup, homies. Glad I kept my Switch. Very happy. All I want now are the SSX games Ooh. and achievements. You can Yo. get... What's that Ubisoft snowboarding Steep. game? Steep. Steep. Is that good? I haven't played that. I heard it was okay. Yeah. Uh, well, as you've seen, uh, Skate 4 got willed into existence. Kind of. So just keep hounding EA, yeah, EA to make a new SSX game. And then wait for Nintendo to bring back 1080 snowboarding, and then EA will consider doing mm -hmm. uh, SSX. Anyway, thanks for watching, guys. Thanks for sticking out this long. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye.